views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Each show, Rossi, a.k.a. Chef Rossi, and author of the hit memoir, The Raging Skillet, mouths off about different subjects in a pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up our minds. Look out. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth using the subject of each show as a framework for uplifting, inspiring, and what exuberant conversations. So get ready for that appetizer that will wet your whistle as we lean into the main course of the day. Issues, conversations, things that are heavy on your minds, but lightening up your heart. And ending each show off with that sweet, sweet, sweet dessert of inspiration. Now, here is your host, Chef Rossi. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Guess what? Mouthing off radio with my co-host, Chef Rossi. Imagine life, love, and glory, baby. Today's show, Stand Up to Bullies. Yep. This is a big one, Chef. This is a big one. Yeah. Okay, let's start out. And, you know, this show is being streamed on Facebook. Is that even the right language? Am I even, like, live streaming on Facebook? This is such a new thing, right? I know. I'm so backwards. I'm like, are we streaming or are we we leaking? Are we tripping? (laughs) You know, like, what are we doing for crying out loud? Oh, my God. And, you know, I don't have my – I don't have any lipstick on. Do you, did you do lipstick? You know what? I was almost out. I just managed to scrub a little bit on my lower lip oh and then mush them together. But basically, oh I look a little bit like a, a homeless person, but that's okay. Oh, God. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I'm sitting here and we're getting ready for the show. And usually, I, I know they did a check with you, right, on the video part? Yeah, she, it was a good thing she did because I couldn't even find my Skype. <laughs> oh, you can find, oh, that's so funny. Um, and, you know, part of this is because you and I are really committed to taking a message out. I mean, the, the Facebook live streaming, I think, is great because people get to meet us. But tell folks a little bit from your perspective about Mouthing Off Radio and why this show, Bullying Today, is really hitting you right in the heart. Well, th- I mean, this show I've been amping up for a while because in a lot of ways, bullying is really the reason why I'm doing almost everything I do in my life. I mean, I happen to know what it's like to be bullied. I know what it's like to not really want to live the way a lot of kids go through today. I know what it's like to conquer bullies and then really turn the tables. I mean, luckily for me, I've had the experience of turning the tables. A lot of kids grow up and they've never had that experience and it traumatizes them throughout their entire life. But um, an interesting little story is that when I was a kid, my parents moved around a lot. So when your parents move around a lot, you're really like prime bait for bullies. Oh, yeah. And at one point, they moved to this town that they thought was a cute little town, and they had neglected to notice that it had become kind of a rough little town. 
And I was only seven years old, but there was this whole gang of Puerto Rican kids led by this real toughie named Louis Scarface. And he decided that he was going to just come and beat me up. So I was like seven years old, but the thing I had going for me was that I was fat, which I had discovered could actually kind of help, you know, defend you. So Louis Scarface come like fist flying to like beat me up. And somehow, to this day, I don't know how I did this. I jumped in the air and I landed sitting on his face. So basically, I suffocated him with, with my very large derriere. Now, once I was old enough to know what it meant to say that you sat on someone's face, then I, I really appreciated the fact that I'd won the biggest fight in school by sitting on Louis Scarface's face. And uh, nobody picked on me after that because nobody wanted to risk having me sit on their face. You know, of course, many years later, that was a little more desirable, but not, you know, not when I was seven That's years right. old. Well, and, you know, isn't it interesting about some of those childhood things, you know, that people that we look at, but, you know, I grew up in New York too. And, you know, I remember you and I have like this tipping point, this, this thing, this thing that turned the tide for us. Right. 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 You know, mine wasn't about me. Mine was my sister actually became the head of a Puerto Rican gang in New York City, for those oh, of you wow. out there. And, uh, and, and so I never had to worry about being bullied at all. No, no one was going to mess with you, honey. Nobody was going to mess with me. And, you, you know, I mean, this is like West Side Story. Right. Right. This is it. Right. But in today's world and what we're looking at, it's really, really an epidemic we've got going no, on. No, we really have. It's an epidemic. This is this terrible. is an epidemic. Look, we got this new Yahoo in the White House. And the second he won, or shall we say stole the election, however you want to describe it, it's like hate crimes went up like 24% or something like that. And then the thing, my biggest pet peeve, I mean, I have a million pet peeves on him. I won't even say my biggest, but something that really traumatized was that, me was that who would be the most likely to be bullied? That would be more than anyone else would be transgender kids. And yet yeah. this guy in the White House decides to remove their protection so that they can use the bathroom of their, their gender identity. Like, what's the reason to pick on the most vulnerable of the most vulnerable, the weakest of the weak. We got this big bully. He's like pushing everyone around, but why does he have to pick on these little vulnerable kids? You know, at least pick on, go pick on Putin. Go pick on another bully his own, his own size. But no, he's going to go for the weakest and most vulnerable, just like a bully. You know, there's a, well, few, a few words I'd like to use, but I'm, I'm going to refrain. <laughs> Well, you know, part of this too is, you know, I have a friend that's an immigration lawyer and uh, let's talk about the invisible parts of this. Mm -hmm. The minute that immigration law got changed and got put on the table, the people that are in those communities with visas and just, I just want to tell everybody, no, they're not all of people of color. So let's just be clear. There are a lot of people sure. that are in the immigration umbrella. The minute that that happened, what happened is all of the safeguards for the people and the victims and the children that are abused went away. Right. It is silent bullying. It is a level by which uh, people are dying. And my friend, you know, she is out of her mind with this. But today's show is to shine the light. Oh, yeah. But look, what's happened now is we have to reverse the tide. Because what happened in the last election basically 
gave everyone permission to be bullies, to be racist, to be sexist, to be anti-gay, anti-transgender. It really gave people permission to sexually harass women. I mean, forget it. You know, Trump has been like a one-man show about sexual harassment. Of course, you know, people don't even think about this, but the sexual harassment of women is another form of bullying. And women were used to it. You know, what, you know, guys don't go to school and worry about if someone's going to be looking at their private parts. But we go to school and we're like, who's going to look at me? What are they going to do? And we're so harassed so much we don't even recognize it as sexual harassment. And that's completely wrapped up in bullying. So we ha- yeah. I don't know. We have to stand up. We really do. Yeah. And, you know, what today's show is about, you're going to hear about this. We're giving you an overview, you know, you know, here today, Chef Rossi and, and me, what we're doing is we're starting out with this overview just to wet your whistle, so to speak, mm-hmm. when we come back. We're going to be talking about what are some of the things that kind of squeaking under the radar, the appetizer, so to speak. Right, right. But here's the one thing that everybody should know. Bullying is happening everywhere. It is happening in the schools. Even though some, some schools say bullying is down, it shouldn't exist in all. Let's just be clear. Mm-hmm. But bullying, let's talk about some bullying that doesn't get talked about today. It's not just about kill, kids. Seniors, what's going on with seniors in the world today, in this country, is abominable. It's just the tip. You know it. Oh, yeah. You're so right. Elder abuse is right up there. Such an overlooked thing. I mean, I know California took elder abuse seriously. When my father was 80-something, 82, 83 years old, he was a victim of elder abuse, and I had to jump into his defense. And California was right there. Like, they take it very seriously. But not everybody does, and they don't recognize it either. No. Uh, We're going to talk about how this bullying idea Uh, is being in some states more forward-looking, more progressive. Mm -hmm. States are getting involved. They're saying, no, you're not going to do it. And then other states in the country, you know what, you know which state you are. You know it. Mm -hmm. You know who the senators are and the Congress Mm -hmm. people are. Like, uh, bully schmully. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's... You're so Jewish right now. (laughs) I'm just like bully schmully. Bully schmully. You'll get over it. Well, they recognize children as being victims, but they don't recognize adults as being victims. That's right. I mean, the worst is always you you feel so terrible for children. But when you're an elderly person, you've become in some ways vulnerable like a child again. And to have the end of your magnificent life end so unmagnificently is really a tragedy. Okay, news flash for everyone. Just want to tell you, you're going to see some information and graphics coming across here. But here's a news flash. Workplace bullying. Who is it happening to? Is it happening to the young people? Is it happening to the older people? Is it happening? What is workplace bullying? What does it look like? And what are the lines that get crossed when you move from the bullying to the sexual harassment to I'm not even going to, you know, let's call it the Bill O'Reilly syndrome. Oh, boy. Let's take a short break, everybody. When we come back, Chef Rossi is in the house. Fasten your seatbelts. Questions. We're taking your calls. 1-800-930-2819. Question for you. Are you ready to stand up to stop bullying? The first thing we got to do is say, yes, I've been bullied. And I'm going to do something about it. We'll be right back. 
listening to the hit show Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. TheAngelLady.net 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 1-800-323-1790 Sue Storm TheAngelLady.net everybody welcome back mouthing off radio here today chef rossi is joining me and uh you know this is stand up to bullies it's really important you know there are those of us that grew up in life and many of you have have uh, texted me already and emailed me and said you know pat i can't even imagine you as being bullied well yeah because who i am today is not who i was um, and it happens to the best of us. But, you know, Chef Rossi, you have a perspective on this. Give us insight as to why you think 
this is the, one of the hottest topics ever now. Well, there used to be you know, a level of decorum, you know, when somebody would become the president, when someone would get a political office, that they had to behave themselves a little bit. And maybe they were a bully, but they weren't exactly bragging about it or advertising about it. So, I mean, not certainly when Obama was president, whether or not you liked him, I happen to love the guy, but whether or not you liked him, he was always gracious. He always treated his wife like a queen. He was so respectful of women. And now we have the 45th president in, and it's like he leaves his wife behind as he goes ahead. He doesn't open a car door for her. I mean, it's just like endless, endless, endless. So, I mean, think of these words that I'm going to say right now. Mentally sick, dummy, loser, disgusting, fat pig. These are not words that a 12-year-old kid was using. These are words that the guy who's in the White House was using, talking about women as a fat pig, making fun of the disability of a reporter like a little obnoxious kid. And I was reading in Huffington Post just recently, of course, they were saying that what Psychology Today posts as bullying behavior, they feel, is textbook Donald Trump. Well, I said his name, but I don't like to. Listen to this and tell me if it doesn't sound like the guy in the White House. Uncontrolled anger and unpredictable irritability. Frequently directed at the weakest people, safe targets, or those perceived as a future threat. A sociopathic ability to control his own image. The selective ability to look like a different person to different audiences. For instance, being aggressive to subordinates and somehow being charming and helpful to others. Having little status outside of work, bullies will wield their power their job gives them with a vicious zeal, running witch hunts, gratuitous domineering behavior, projecting their own inadequacies onto others, making irrational accusations. What about that one? Publicly putting people down, sadistic enjoyment in humiliating others. Now, if that doesn't sound like Mr. 45, I'm, I think I'm calling him Trumpelstein now. If that doesn't sound like Trumpelstein, I don't know what does. I mean, I watched the, the correspondence dinner the other day, all of the journalists celebrating the honor and the decency and being a journalist. And they're like, to the best of our ability, we try to tell the truth. They had the, uh, the journalists that exposed Watergate. They're like, we did the best we could to tell the best version of the truth we could. We are not fake news. Yet he was simultaneously calling them out as fake news, as liars. And that's a horrible thing, a horrible bullying thing. So you have the poor reporters trying to tell the truth and knowing that when they do, they're going to be attacked and bashed for being truthful if it's just something he doesn't want to hear. So the kinds of things we saw in the schoolyard. There was a terrible bully. I was reminiscing about this recently. I just did uh, a couple of marches, as everyone should. There was a terrible bully in my grammar school who looked exactly like a bulldog. And so we called him Bulldog. He had flared nostrils. He was just a horrible creature. And he actually ruined people's lives. I mean, there were kids whose lives were ruined because of him. And there's at least one kid who is no longer with us, who died in his 20s, and yeah. I think is probably because of him, too. And I had an opportunity on my 10-year high school reunion to confront him. Everyone at my table had at one point been bullied by him. And so we all decided to surround him and confront him. You hit me in the head with a lunchbox. You hit me. You punched me. You kicked me. These are all women, by the way, who'd been hit and beaten by this big a-hole. Sorry. Almost censored myself. Anyway, he started to cry. And he said, 
that he'd been abused by his father and he just went to school looking for someone smaller than him to take it out on. And all the women, they were all loving, kind-hearted women, so they wanted to forgive him. He's crying. He's like, I'm a born-again Christian now. My son was born on Christmas Day. Crying, crying. And one by one, they forgave him and they walked away. But I didn't walk away. I stood there and I said, it's not good enough. You ruin people's childhoods. There are people who you, you took their childhood away from them. You murdered their childhood. It's not enough for you to say, oh, I'm a born-again Christian now. My son was born on Christmas Day. Who cares? You're going to turn him into another monster too. You've got to make amends. You've got to make it right. You took away maybe 50 or 60 childhoods. Give it back. Find a way to give it back or else you're just going to recreate that cycle. And the scariest thing is, I thought I saw him again. I thought I saw him again standing on a debate table against Hillary Clinton. When he called her a nasty woman and he started going around like a shark in Jaws, bullying, you know, intimidating, it was the same person. This bulldog grown up to become the 45th president. And we have to stand up for ourselves. We can't take this. We can't, reporters cannot be bullied. Everybody gets pushed around and intimidated by this guy. And yet, for some reason, what's giving him power are all of these people he's brainwashed who somehow think that he cares about them, which is it's really crazy. I don't know what you think about all of that one. Well, I'll tell you what I think about it. Um, I want to be very careful about really pointing the finger at this one, one man. And here's why. He ain't alone. No, well, you're right. He ain't alone. You're right. And, you know, we need to really, he's the most obvious role model of that behavior than we can, we can look at. Now, here's what I love about what you just said, Chef Rossi. Here's what I love about the way you describe this. I, would want, I want everybody to look in their lives, their world, look around, look at the teachers that are teaching your children, look at the bosses that are in front of you, look, look deep in your organization, look in the, look in the company, oh, I'm fired, oh boy, look out, look out. Look at the companies you are buying your products from right now. Look, in, look at the lawsuits against them for sexual harassment. Look at what's going on and think for yourself, wait a minute. I know I feel hopeless. I know I feel helpless. I know I feel powerless. Listen to me. When the price of beef went up, I don't know, a few hundred decades ago, right. and it hit the roof at this $10 and... What did we do? We didn't buy it. Right. Please be aware. The state of, what is it, North Carolina, when the whole issue, is it North Carolina or South Carolina? I got to ask my godchild if she's watching. When the whole issue of transgender and a law came up, companies left the state. Mm, it's North Carolina. Please let us not think that we go quietly now, whether it's the president or not. Take a look at the lawmakers in general, the way that we're talking to people. You know, our press secretary, are you shaking your head? Are you shaking your head? You're damn right I'm shaking my head. Right. Why? Because it's surreal. We don't have to watch and take care of it because somehow we believe it's not going to happen to us. Well, if you don't defend your weakest link, it's going to happen to you. Look, I mean, you've heard this come up a lot comparing what's happening lately to Nazi Germany. But there mm -hmm. are eerie, eerie similarities. The most terrifying similarity 
is that you have a person comes to power. They don't just come to power one person. You're right. It's several people around them. But the ones who really put them in power are the masses who it's not that they're, that they're supporting them so much as that they're not speaking out against them. And if you don't speak out against a bully, whether it's someone in the mm-hmm. schoolyard or in politics or a prime minister or what have you, then you're doing the same thing as backing yeah. them and supporting them. Chef Rossi, I want to ask you a question mm-hmm. because I'll tell you what I was really struck by. Um, the Women's March. Look, can we mm-hmm. talk about it for a minute? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Women's March. Now, contrary to popular belief, that march with women wasn't just all women that didn't vote for that president. No. It was women. And there was one woman I was struck by, and she voted for for our president. And she had the signs on, and they did an interview of her. And she was very clear that let's not confuse policy and principles values and conduct i couldn't have said it better Mm -hmm. she said we come up and we look at what's going on around school boards who are you going to put on your school council who are you going to put in your local governments you know we would not vote for people that we wouldn't have in our own homes sitting down with our children right we wouldn't vote for people's behaviors Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. were less than admirable would we That was the astounding thing. It's like there were – I did see a lot of Republicans also at the Women's March, which really kind of made me happy because – and I also saw people that voted for him that regretted it. And I saw people that voted for him that weren't sure if they regretted it, but there were a lot of things they wanted to fight about anyway because that's the thing. You could be a supporter but still not like the fact that he wants to cut meals on wheels, take away protection for transgender kids. Even Caitlyn Jenner was speaking out about that. How the hell she's a Republican, I don't know. But she, she was speaking out about that. So what was great about the Women's March was that it empowered us. And women are the ones who are really taking the most crap. I mean, this guy's been like leveling us. But this was the day after the inauguration. And there were a lot of people who were kind of hopeful. Maybe it won't be that bad. And so they wanted to march to get it out how powerful we are, how noticeable we are, how loud we are, and how much money we have. Altogether, three million women marching around the world, that's money. I mean, look who just learned a valuable lesson about money. That's Fox News. They weren't in a rush to do anything about sexual harassment. I don't think they would have given a hoot about what Bill Riley was doing. But when the sponsors started pulling out, that's when they started paying attention. And well, that's what we have as our tool is the money. And, you know, our, our community, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about bullying beyond politics. Mm-hmm. How bullying has, I hate to say it, the 50 shades of bullying. We'll mm-hmm. be right back. Chef Rossi, I'm Are Dr. you trying to get me excited? What are you talking Oh, my gosh. Here we go. <laughs>
On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the com. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. That's Empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Hi, this is Ted Winslow, founder of SoundSync Tech, the next generation of sound healing frequency technologies. I'm excited to join Dr. Bree Gibbs, host of the Silver Gaia Radio Show on Transformation Talk Radio. And as a show of appreciation to all the listeners, I'm offering 20% off my sound healing music. Please go to tedwinslow.com and use the coupon code SILVERGAIA. Looking forward to connecting with you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Mouthing Off Radio, Chef Rossi. I'm Dr. Pat. You know, we do this show, um, and and you're going to hear lots more about Mouthing Off with uh, Chef Rossi, um, because there are things in the world that are important to weigh in on. Many of you don't hear me weigh in on very much. You hear me interviewing a lot of people, but she and I decided to get together to just talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of our just talking is to say we also do things. You also know me as a Lyme disease advocate. What you don't know about Chef Rossi is she too is a spokesperson for many things. Chef, 
how can people find out more about you? How can they get a copy of your book? And tell us what you're involved in now. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, you can always go to my website, which is theragingskillet.com. All kinds of book stuff will be there. You can get The Raging Skillet on Amazon. Or you can get it from the Feminist Press, which is thefeministpress.org. And right now I'm working with the world-famous bookstore and cafe. It's called Kramer Books and Afterwards Cafe. That's in Washington, D.C. And what we're working on is that, of course, I'm going to go out and march on June 11th. Wow, and all of you should go too. And I've hooked up with Kramer Books to do an awesome Chef Rossi and the Raging Skillet show. But what's even better is that all of the profit is going to be going to the Trevor Project, T-R-E-V-O-R. It's trevorproject.org, I believe, which really helps protect gay and trans, gay, trans, bisexual uh, kids and teenagers and young adults. It prevents suicides. It was created by the Oscar-winning producers of a movie called Trevor on the same subject. And they're really trying to save kids. And they have a hotline, 24-hour thing. I mean, it's just, you couldn't think of a better group to support and to mention on the bullying show. And then there's even another great group called GLOW, G-L-O-E, And that is an outreach group of gay and lesbian Jewish people, gay, lesbian, and trans Jewish people, which is kind of awesome because there's a lot of gay groups and there's a lot of Jewish groups. So there's not that many gay Jewish groups. So I'm like, good, you get all my personality together. So on June 12th at 6.30 p.m., I'm going to be giving out edible purple triangles and Manischewitz spritzers. And we're going to have this huge gay pride party at Kramer's. And you do not have to be gay to be there. You just have to love us. And we're going to give all the proceeds to Trevor and maybe save some lives. So I'm totally jazzed about that. And I love that I get to give a shout out to that on The Bullying Show. Yeah. And, you know, for those of you that are watching, uh, we're going to, Justin is going to put up some graphics on this during the show uh, because he loves how spontaneous we are about things and just like, oh, she wants that. Okay, good. Um this this idea of Facebook live streaming, I, I continue to talk about how amazed I am. And the reason that this is important, uh, Chef, is because there are a lot of people that even though you give them the, the, the app to download to the right. show, but this is tapping into social media. Let's talk about bullying now beyond politics. Day-to-day bullying. One of the things that for me... I've seen for decades is workplace bullying. Oh, and yeah. I've got to say, even though we may be getting lower statistics about the bullying in schools, workplace bullying, forget it. Off the charts, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, my industry is, is, is famous for that. I, so I hear. <laughs> I mean, forget it. Like when you got into it, especially in the 80s, well, women were not welcome in commercial kitchens of any kind in the 80s, which was astounding that men really did not want to see women in professional kitchens. But They wanted to go home to their wives cooking and their mothers cooking, but they didn't want us in professional kitchens. But they had to start hiring us because a lot of lawsuits started happening. And what they would do is terrorize us into quitting. And so many of us would. It's some sort of a miracle that I didn't quit. It might mean that I'm a kind of a masochist or something. I don't know. But 
all the first kitchens I worked at all throughout the 80s and the 90s were noticeable for a few different reasons. One was incredible uh, sexual harassment. It wasn't even noticed. And the other was that everyone was always yelling. You couldn't even hear yourself think. There was such high-octane yelling. And if someone was hurt, you never even knew if it was an emergency because people were yelling all the time anyway. And God forbid someone would go into the kitchen who was a little bit demure or a little bit delicate. You know, they would just roll over them. If a, a guy was a little bit effeminate, forget it. I mean, it was the worst situation. You had to be so tough to survive it. And that was one of my favorite things about becoming a chef and then owning my own company was that all of that was abolished. Like there's no yelling in the kitchen. I don't even, it's, I don't even allow it. If somebody yells, everyone looks up like, what's that? There's no putting anyone down. There's no harassing them. Everyone's free to tell me how they feel about things. Uh, I had a, a woman who worked for me forever, and I had another chef who was making these jokes at her expense that were really funny jokes. Um, but he was kind of picking some things she was vulnerable, vulnerable about, and she spoke to me about it. She said, you know, that kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, that was it. I mean, that was never going to happen again, and I wish it hadn't happened at all. But not only was that never going to happen again, but pretty soon thereafter, he was out of our lives too. So I'm not about picking on the vulnerable. I'm not about harassing people. And sometimes I have to get people to jump it up a little bit and go a little faster. But there's so many ways you can communicate that. I mean, for me, being a little self-deprecating kind of works, you know, can you pick it up? Because I'm starting to get like sleepy over here, you know, like some sort of <laughs> some sort of Jewishy thing. But there's no reason for harassment in the workplace. And it's really common. I mean, I experienced it. You experienced it. Women more than men experience it. We don't even notice when we're being sexually harassed. Now, at least women are starting to sue for it. You know, they're getting a little bit of attention, but still. How many victims of Bill Riley happened before he finally got his due? I don't know. That is, you know, and I'm so glad you brought that up because we want to immediately point to Fox mm -hmm. and say, Fox, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you think that Fox is the only organization that has a systemic problem? I don't think so. But it happened to be that they're a media company right. and people would not go quiet. What happens in workplaces, and I know this because I worked for one and was part of a team where we had to defend the company against um, complaints, they pay people off mm -hmm. or they have so much. But we, we want to encourage folks to not go silently, right. especially we see what in happened. the work, especially at work. Um, what does workplace bullying look like? Does it always have to be yelling? No. Here's what it could be. It could be something like have your boss sit across the table in a, in a, in a business meeting and start to pound on the table. Mm -hmm. It could be that. Sure. It could be things like in the middle of a performance you, review with your boss, having something being said to you that was borderline abusive, not sexually, but pretty much calling somebody a dummy just doesn't work, mm -hmm. does it? Look, I had this really snotty French chef that I had to work under, and he was horrified. The only thing he hated more than women in the kitchen were gay people in the kitchen, and the only thing he hated more than that were Jews in the kitchen. So here I was, a Jewish woman in the kitchen. I was batting a thousand. And what he really hated was that I started going up the ranks a little bit and getting a little bit of respect. 
So his favorite thing to do would be in the middle of a party where I'm trying to supervise some staff and get respect from them. He would send me out. He would say, go get me a drink. He'd like send me out to fetch him a drink to demonstrate to everyone that I was a lowly woman and only, yeah. only really good for fetching him his drinks. And it was, oh, my God, it was, it was humiliating. So what I did the last, my last day of work was that I collected, we had a glass in the kitchen because back then we could smoke in the kitchen. Then we all ashed our cigarettes in. And I took that glass to the bar and filled it up with gin and tonic and brought it back to him to drink. And needless to say, that was my last day at that job. But <laughs> it, had a, it had a certain je ne sais quoi, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I could, I, I have a couple of last days at the job like that. The other thing I want to be very clear about, we're not talking all men. No. The, the most horrific bullying experience I, I ever had, and Linda knows who I'm going to talk about right now, was by a woman. And, and you know, here's the thing. You know when it's happening. They are yelling at you. The veins are coming out of their neck. It's not acceptable. It doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, if you're white, you're a person of color, you're a frog, or you're a snake. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't happen. We have to say stop. Where do people go, Chef, though? I mean, what are we going to say to them? Where do we want folks to go? Well, every, there's a lot of different avenues. Like there's a for, – for gay kids that are being bullied, there's the Trevor Project and there's another project called It Gets Better. I think it's probably itgetsbetter.org or something, which is a great – that one really wrapped me up too because so yeah. many times I wanted to say to these kids who kill themselves, it gets better. I promise it gets better. And so here's a whole group of celebrities all saying it gets better. Um, I have to think in the various schools, they've started groups, but something you could do in your own hometown to stop bullying in schools is if there's not an anti-bullying group in the school, go and start one. And if it means donating $100 worth of Dunkin' Donuts to get the kids to show up, you know, $100 goes a long way in donuts. You could start an anti-bullying school right then and there. Start anti-bullying in the workplace. I think probably you could start that, you could start a Facebook group anti-bullying. I'm sure that if you Google it, you're going to find a whole bunch that pop up right away anyway. Um, I mean, I personally have been on an anti-bullying crusade since since I sat on Louis Scarface's face when I was seven. I didn't know that I was gay when I was seven, but pretty soon I found out that too. And so now I'm very, I'm very active with groups like that. Like Harvey Milk High School was a great thing. But there's so many kids that are killing themselves that are not gay too. Girls that get victims of cyberbullying, that's a really scary, deceptive thing. Women that are my age, like I'm 52, women in my age are like so used to having been bullied their whole life that they don't even recognize it as being bullied. Recognizing it is a big step. I was just on a really powerful women's panel speaking out about women's rights under the Trump regime. And there was a woman, a journalist, um, I have to go look up her name. She was fantastic. She was talking about doing work with women in Cameroon. And they were, one out of three of them would be raped. It was so regular. And the thing was that they didn't even have that word in their language. Rape was not a word in their language. So she was working with people to put that in the language, to learn that word, to recognize it as rape. Like these women were being raped. They didn't even know how to say something wrong has happened to me because... 
There was nothing in their language saying being forced to have sex is rape and it's wrong. And so they were re-educating people. So I would say we have to be re-educated in the workplace, that if your boss is putting you down and humiliating you and making a scene, that's also emotional abuse. That's the same as being smacked, as being sexually harassed. It all goes wrapped up together. Yeah. 13 million. Let's just, let's just stop for a minute and breathe. 13, we're going to skip the break. 13 million American kids, because we were talking about kids earlier, mm-hmm. uh, are bullied at school. 13 mil- million kids. 13 million. Every seven minutes, a child is bullied at the playground. Every seven minutes. Now, let's talk about where we're seeing bullying at its worst college campuses oh yeah and it's not just on the college campus there was research recent uh, done recently chef about academic world professors in the academic arena and believe it or not a university did the study on themselves thank i want to give a shout out to that i think it was wisconsin or something i want to just say way to go wisconsin way to go this is really not something that we should get quiet about. How do we handle it, Chef, now when we see somebody being bullied? Because mm-hmm. we really have a habit of getting real quiet. We have right? to speak out. I mean, for all of these issues, you know, you're seeing things on the news that, that upset and horrify you. It's not enough to just go to your Facebook and say, this is a horrible thing I just saw on the news. How could they do that? You have to speak out. You have to call your representatives, your congressmen, your senators, do what you can. You see something horrible in the workplace, you have to speak out. You see something horrible walking down the street, you have to speak out. But people are afraid. I mean, I learned something really early on. I, I uh, Interesting side note. I bought an apartment in the East Village on a really scary heroin block you know, a million years ago. And when I moved in the building, I was so excited. It was my very first home that I ever owned. I was totally jazzed. And I realized immediately that the president of the condo association was harassing and bullying everyone in the building to the point where he could steal their parking spots and they were afraid to face him. He was embezzling money and they were afraid to call him on it. And I called a board meeting and there were all of these grown-ups. All these people are in their 30s and their 40s. We sat around the board meeting And I said, look, this guy is stealing about $3,000 a month. That's why the building is broke. And this guy stole the parking spot that didn't even belong to him. And he is robbing from you all, and you're afraid to say something. And he was standing right there, and he stood up, and he's like, does anyone else want to say anything? And they were all terrified. They wouldn't open their mouth. These are like grown-ups. They prefer to let me sit there and fry. So I said, well, if you're not going to open your mouth, I'm going to open my mouth. And I have every right to call the police on you, and I have every right to have you bounced out of the board, and somebody better start getting behind me or I'm going to sue all of you. Well, then suddenly everyone woke up, and they stood up to him and got him kicked off the board, and the building was suddenly quite a bit richer. And I never forgot it, though. So I won. Thankfully, I got some people to back me. Who did I get to back me? A woman, of course, who was like a foot shorter than him. She backed me, and then little by little, some of the guys came. And I learned right then and there, like, if you're willing, if you're not afraid of confrontation, you have immense power. Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, 99 out of 100 people are afraid of confrontation. 
They were too afraid to confront Hitler. They're too afraid to confront Trump Holstein, too afraid to confront racists like Jeff Sessions. They're too afraid to confront bullies in the workplace. And so the bullies get stronger and they just kind of cow down and that's the end of that. Now, I know sometimes it's scary to confront someone. You don't want to get hurt. Like if you're walking down the street and you see yeah. a, a physical thing happening, you don't want to get hit. But you can easily take your phone out and dial 911. Yeah. Sometimes you have to dial 911 in the workplace too. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things, I, well, I got a question that came in, a great question from Mari G asking about, you know, uh, we heard you mention sexual harassment. Uh, are you going to do a show about that? And when does bullying become that? Now, here's the answer. Uh, we have a great graphic. I don't know if we can put it up on what constitutes sexual harassment. One, uh, you can be offering benefits. Right. It's unwanted threats. By the way, threats, bullying, sound alike. Right. Uh, verbal conduct. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, physical conduct. So, you know, bullying and sexual harassment, there is a crossover. There is an overlap. Who is being harassed? 40 to 70 percent of women. Unbelievable. 10 to 20 percent of men. Right. And so the claims filed by men have tripled. 70 percent threatening uh, to be terminated in the workplace for filing the complaint. So we're not just talking about um, areas of bullying, which kind of stay between you and, you know, uh, your small room. Right. This does cross over. This is not just one thing. This does cross over into sexual harassment. And you got you to gotta stop it early. I think that sexual harassment is bullying, is a yeah. form of bullying. Yeah, I don't see them as, I mean, I don't see them as two separate things. I think they're the same. Yep, not, they I are. mean, you can be bullied and not sexually harassed, but I don't think you can be sexually harassed and not bullied. No, you can't. Good point. Good point. Um, and, you know, then there's a the question of liability. Um, the point really is if you don't know whether you're being sexually harassed and you are in the workplace, go to HR. Right. Right. Google it. You can even call free lawyers. Right. Right. But you have to speak up because it doesn't stop. And you might be working for a company that's so small they don't have an HR department. Right. But I think like in New York, we have 311. You can dial 311 and they'll put you through to what agency to talk to. My boss is sexually harassing me. Who do I call? They'll put you through to someone. I think there, there's probably every state has their own version of that. That's a really deceptive thing, too. Sometimes when you work in a small business, it gets to be a bit incestuous. Everyone's very close. and There may only be three or four or five people working there. And a pat on the shoulder can easily progress. And you don't want to hurt anyone's feeling. You know, sometimes sexual harassment appears to be consensual. And even the person who's being sexually harassed might be saying, well, I said okay. I didn't say no. But if that was your boss, would you have said okay? I don't think so. You know, you're in this incestuous work environment, working double shifts, and you're tired, and you have a cocktail, and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. All of that goes under the same umbrella. So... I don't know what the answer is, but I think the first step is speaking out, speaking about it. 
admitting your own experiences. A long time ago, I had one of the best experiences of my life. I got to cater the vagina monologues. Eve Ensler. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Eve Ensler is like the queen of fighting sexual harassment and, and sexual crimes against women. Anyway, there were thousands of people in the audience, and I had a chance to catch a little bit of the show before everyone went into the back room, and I had created all edible vaginas for people to eat. That's a whole other story, but trust me, I fed a lot of vaginas. Anyway, Eve Ensler asked every woman to raise their hand if they had been raped or abused or sexually harassed or just the victim of some sort of sexual thing that was unwanted, you know, First the rape women raised their hand, then, then the sexual harassment, so on and so on and so on. And it really was if there were 2,000 women in the audience, I'm going to say like 1,800 of them raised their hands. I mean it was like almost every hand there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was powerful. I mean women were crying, looking around the room, looking at each other. Some strangers were hugging. And I was like, oh my God, I, I realized I was raising my own hand. I hadn't even realized it. I was like, oh my God. And I had to think about the fact that I felt that I was a victim too. And I had never even thought to say that I was a sexual harassment victim or someone who people had attempted a rape on. I hadn't really used any of those kinds of words or even thought that until that moment. But from that moment on, you better believe I flapped my mouth a lot, spoke out about it. And I think that's really what's being called for now. Um, the numbers are out. It's really clear. You know, 70% of women harassed by a supervisor or a senior level employee. You know, this is not something that is incidental. This is really at epidemic proportions. And it hasn't gotten better, contrary no. to popular belief or the latest HR report. Chef Rossi, thank you for today. One last question. What a, what a great show series this is. What, what's your message? What do you want to leave folks with here? My message is that don't be a follower. You know, okay, you know, I follow Game, on Thro Game of Thrones, but, you know, don't just get steamrolled. You, you know what's wrong. Every time you walk out of your house, you, think, you see things that are wrong. You turn on the news, you see things that are wrong. You go to work, you see things that are wrong. But most people won't speak out. And if you don't speak out, you're helping the world be a little bit crueler and a little bit harder. But if you speak out, if you... Open your mouth and flap your jaws or put your fingers to the typewriter or the keyboard, the computer or the Facebook or the Twitter or whatever you want to do. If you speak out, then you're a part of the world being a better place and you've got to resist. I mean, I personally am resisting what's happening in the White House because I see that as an affront to my human rights and bullying and everything else I care about. Maybe you don't feel the same way. It doesn't stop you from speaking out against right. bullying and sexual harassment and lots of other things. We have to do this together. I agree with you. And it's like we said before, you know, there are 50 shades of, of bullying that we need to pay attention to. And, you, you know, the most obvious is not any more important than the least obvious. The point is, let's not go quietly. Let's not go quietly. And I think that's the power of your message today. Thank you so much. This was fabulous. Oh, you're welcome, Dr. Pat. You're awesome. I would just say one last thing. I go back to that expression all the time. You're only as strong as your weakest link. We've got to protect our vulnerable, our kids, our trans kids in particular, children, women, everyone we can. Just look for the weakest link and protect them. Yeah, I love that. 
Chef Rossi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Uh, Chef Rossi will be back next month. I can't wait. I can't wait Woo! to hear what we're talking about. Uh, have a great day, Chef. All of you out there, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Mouthing Off Radio with Chef Rossi. Tune in on Transformation Talk Radio. And if you have missed any part of this, check it out at theragingskillet.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Say hi to Chef Rossi. Let her know what's on your mind, and we will bring it to the next show. Visit theragingskillet.com, and don't forget to get your own copy of the hit memoir, The Raging Skillet by Chef Rossi. See you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.